Hey everybody, Coach John here. Just want to give a quick preview to uh, today's show on December 27, 2018. Uh, got the pleasure to sit down with three outstanding gentlemen that I get to call friends and co-workers. Uh, we had a great discussion on some very, very valuable topics uh, heading into the new year. So I hope this uh, helps, number one. But number two, uh, I just want you to kind of sit back and enjoy uh, not only the content, but also the laughter. Um, I have not laughed that that hard in a long time, and uh, watching uh, my friends laugh, especially Dr. Jeff Lip, uh, was just pure medicine for having a great day. Um, I went to uh, stop a couple errands on the way home after this recording, and I was just in such a good mood. I just really, really enjoyed this session. Uh, we had a fun afternoon of podcasting both for my show and, and uh, Dr. Jeff Lip's show. So sit back, enjoy, keep in touch, let me know what you think. And I look forward to getting more people on, more guests on in the new year. All right, take care. Sit back and enjoy. All right, folks, Coach John Daly here. Back again. This is, uh, let's see, December 27, 2018. And we were just talking. I had a great guest here today. Uh, Dr. Jeff Lips in the house. Mr. Nick Denault and Mr. Matt Smith. And Nick, you were mentioning, we've forgotten what day it is already. And I, I it, think it I, well, you said mind. it. No, I know. It's Thursday, right? It's, I think it's Thursday. It is Thursday. Uh, so this show is going to be uh, kind of coming out toward the end of the year as a New Year's uh, discussion. And it's really just by chance. I was figuring, I knew Jeff was going to be here, thought someone else might be here. Two new guys showed up that I didn't know was going to be here, which is just fantastic. We've had a good couple sessions here that uh, I'm learning a ton of, of great information. So you definitely will want to check out uh, Dr. Jeff Lip at jefflip.com to hear these uh, podcasts that are coming out. So quick little hello today from everybody. How was the holidays? What's coming up for you? Uh, Jeff, why don't you start us off? So my holidays have been great. I've been telling all you guys that any day I don't have to work, I think it's going to be a fantastic day in my opinion, honestly. And I, You know, I get to spend my holidays with my family. So my niece and my nephew mean everything to me. And for me to actually spend the time with them and just like quality time with them means everything to me so it's been that awesome it really has and you know we've done a lot of podcasts today i've been rolling these podcasts out i'm like really podcasting out but it's because of this podcast that why i'm sitting here i love this stuff so fired up i'm glad you're here pumped i'm I'm super excited it's my first time the first time on this uh this branch uh the wing of the podcast uh jeff's kind of created an animal here so i'm just gonna be like that traveling podcast guy um, I, I actually I've had a great great Christmas. Uh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, traveling podcast guy. Like that's a, your T-shirt, that's by the way. I love it, podcast? dude. I'm I so giving you that T-shirt. I'm a traveling like podcast guy. Yeah, I love it. Dude. This is going your schoology, by the way. So I'll let you know, that. man. Uh, I'm my Christmas was great. Again, you got to see spend time with family, my nephews, my brothers, my parents, all these great people. Got to see friends. I always love these two weeks because I always see people that I haven't seen in a while because they're busy i'm busy so you get to hang out and then you get all the regulars as well so it's been really really good good holidays and i'm very happy to be here we've awesome. been hanging out with a lot of random people oh we? man you are the, you are by definition the king of random people and when i go hang out with you i never so know who's true. gonna be there it's real weird jeff flip <laughs> jeff flip is the it, great connector he it really is. is man it is kind of disturbing though honestly. it is it is it's like a it's like a carnival of just people he's they're the common denominator good. for many people absolutely yeah. the yeah. common factor <laughs> yes he's the common absolutely. denominator 
Matt, how was Christmas for you and oh, anything coming up? God, Christmas was wonderful. Uh, you know, this is just an awesome, like I always say, it's a nice little respite before we hit the ground running because when January comes, it's literally just sprint to the end of the year for um, a lot of teachers, but, you know, especially in the performing arts um, yeah. conference in Fe- uh, end of January, then we have the musical in February, then we have our competition in uh, April, I and mean, then we have another uh, huge festival in March. You know, there's something every month that's big, you know, and it's just a matter of just plugging away and, okay, here's the checklist and here's the priority list and boom, 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 boom. And then, you know, a lot of teachers towards the end of the year, a lot of things are just, you know, we wind down to the end of the year. You know, performing arts, we... Climb and climb and climb, and yeah. then graduation happens, and then yes, finally there's there's point. the end. You know, wow. so these days that you have right now are really some of the days that you're going to have to unplug from now until the rest of the year. There's not going to be right. any more days like this. Pretty much, that's yeah. that's pretty much what it is. But even on these days where I'm unplugged, um, there's still a few hours every day where I'm prepping or preparing and part of the court is still unplugged. There. Yeah, yeah but, it's uh, still there. But it's dedicated time where I say, okay, by you know, by this time, I'm not doing. I'm, I'm done. Don't let myself do any more. You know, awesome. so I set those boundaries because I, I know that I have to prioritize my my vacation time for my own personal wellness as well. Got to, got to. Can never forget about that. No. Well, Nick, just to let you know, you, this will not be the last time. This oh, is, I'm I, so excited! This, we're I gonna get my t-shirt. Yes, I'll get you one on one and uh, do some great talking. <laughs> I love what, it. What size would he take, by the way? <laughs> Oh, XL. Let's got you. Not go too high. Me too. Now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Today's topic uh, again from Success Magazine. They came out with a new issue. Uh, Tony Robinson on the cover, and he's got this uh, this mindset. I mean, you know, even if you're not into personal development and leadership styles, you've probably heard of the name Tony Robbins. But this is ultimate guide to your best year ever. And there's it's a real good article. Uh, reading it a little bit before. Uh, the podcast extravaganza today with everybody. Uh, there's part of the article I want to share with these guys, and I just can't wait to hear their input here. The five-step plan to an extraordinary year. So I'm going to read a little bit about each of these points and then look for you guys uh, for, for some feedback. Uh, so transforming into the person you want to be in 2019 is not difficult, so as long as you have the dedication, focus, and correct tools at your disposal, Robin says. But you should always remember to set your sights on something within reason. Most people overestimate what they are going to do in a year, and they underestimate what they can do in a decade or two or three or four, he says. And the first one is feeding your mind. So a little background here. Born in North Hollywood, California, Robbins had a tumultuous, abusive childhood. On Christmas during his senior year of high school, his substance-dependent mother kicked his latest father out. That says something right there. Latest father out. And then chased the young Robbins out of the house with a carving knife. Robbins got a job as a janitor and stayed in the laundry room for a couple weeks until he could get his own place. What changed me was that I realized I was so depressed, he says. I was so sad and I was so uncertain, so fearful, and nothing was working. That's when I realized I had to feed my mind. Feeding your mind, Robbins says, is all about perspective. You've got to get something new into it, he says. Otherwise, you're going to keep operating on the same old beliefs, the same old thoughts, the same old emotions that have not gotten you to the level you want. Step one. Don't just hope things will go the way you want. Condition yourself to believe that they will. Robbins read The Magic of Believing by Claude Bristol when he first left the house, and from there he strengthened his mind by doing incantations while running, uh, writing positive messages on the mirror, reading autobiographies of people he admired, and selectively choosing what information and news permeated his world. Every day you got to guard your mind. So feeding your mind, it's that it's that all about perspective you talked about. You've got to bring something new to it. The six inches between our ears, you guys, 
It's been said over and over again. I remind my students, it's the most valuable piece of real estate that we have, and we have to guard it. And especially in today's world, like when we were kids, especially when I was kids, we didn't have bombarded the information and stuff, the content coming at us like right. they do now. So what, what are some of the things you do to feed your mind? Is it just reading books? Jeff, I know you are part of uh, Zig Ziglar's following Automobile University. Okay, you've turned your automobile into a yeah. rolling university. You do have a doctorate, by the way, but you've probably listened to so many things. You're on your second or third doctorate, I would imagine. Far from that. I mean, honestly, like doctor, I am. Doctor, doctor, doctor. <laughs> I am listening to, like, I mean, I tie this in with Nick a lot. I mean, truthfully, I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I really do. And the reason why is because I like, and we just talked about this, when I meet with different people, like who, if I'm meeting with Matt, I'm meeting with you, I'm meeting with Nick. I'm talking about a different subject that I learned from a podcast, honestly. And it, it stimulates the conversation more than anything. Or I'm reading a book right now that is one of Nick's favorite books is The Alchemist. You know, I love that book right now. It's like amazing. Like it is it is totally – it's a mind-setting book for me. It completely is. But that's where I'm feeding my mind. I'm feeding my mind constant knowledge. I'm not feeding my mind constant social media. I'm not mm-hmm. feeding my mind constant things that I don't really care for, honestly. But I like – challenging and thought-provoking things so one of the things i did before i even get into this like i did a podcast with just matt smith and i before we did all these series of podcasts and i wanted to tap in creativity because i literally listened to a podcast about creativity then the other day i shared a podcast with nick about you know something about data related honestly and that's what i'm talking about because i always find something very thought-provoking and it goes back to psychology behind anything that you make a decision on and that's where my area is, like this whole study of the mind thing. I mm. love that stuff. Mm. And so when I find something that I can relate back to what I do professionally and have a, a connection with someone else but talk about it on a much deeper level, for me, that is feeding my mind consistently all the time. That sounds like a huge mind mind shift. As far always, as always, yeah. Conscious decision to do those things. Right. It's a, it's, a, it's a give and take relationship when I have that conversation because when I throw an idea out, I want challenge to come back my way. Or I want someone to say, I never thought of it like that before. Mm. And it, it makes me step up my game to have a much deeper level of conversation too. So that's what for me does it for me. Honestly, it's it's that level of thinking behind just, just behind just like the surface level things, but basically diving into it. And what did you hear from what I heard? And mean. I really want to dive into that because that stimulates a conversation much more. And it brings my – honestly, yeah. my relationship with you guys in general. I'm just looking at you guys because yeah. I, I have this – we're pretty much everybody, but when I look at one of you guys and I, and I think about that, I'm like, man, provoke my mind because I really want to know what's going on with how, what you're thinking about what I'm saying to you about what I'm hearing. Mm, that's so, huge. That is deep. And I love – I want to see about this uh, expression that Nick just had in his face when you shared that book title that you were reading. And so I'm sure there's <coughs> some type of backstory that he's going to share no, with well, us now. No, 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 no. Being, <laughs> I am being Wait a minute. Hold on. So I, I, yeah, let, let's give I've a – never read the book. <laughs> I know nothing of this. I got the book from my friend Janie, okay, as a gift for my birthday, okay? And so Nick, around that time, also got a book. Tell him the book that you got, specifically. Um, it's, it's about data and statistics. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's analytical. Uh, nice. Yeah. Talking about, uh, it's kind of talking about big data. And, you know, yes, and how there you, you go. learn from big data. What does it mean? What doesn't it mean? And, and how, to, how to analyze Right, data, rather than just accept. That's so for it. me, it was like a philosophy type of book that I really wanted to talk about. I wanted to run some numbers, so no big deal. <laughs> you want to run numbers, right? Big and data. That's another T-shirt. Right. <laughs> big oh, big D. Big D. Denial. Big D. Yes. Yeah. What's the D? 
Strengthening your mind. Lo- I, and you know what, what? What Jeff is saying is that we are literally, and I, 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 that's why I love this guy, man. He's one of my best friends. Like because we are the sum of our varied experiences. That's true yes. of every mm. human being. Every mm. human yes. being, we are the sum of our varied experiences. And if you do not vary that experience, you are not as deep, intellectual, interesting. Um, it doesn't mean that you don't have worth or you don't have value, but like. We we really do. Jeff and I really feed off of that knowing more and having yeah. that varied experience and, mm-hmm. and knowing more people and knowing more things. I love like walking down the street and being like, I know about the dairy industry over there. I know about that tree over there. Why this river? Like I just know so much about the world that we live in and we interact with, and I just love that. Um, but it, but it is that varied experience. It's mm-hmm. it's it's being able to talk to more people and listen to more and get more information. Where too many people are especially now too many people are so into just one viewpoint i love it i love yeah. this viewpoint and yeah. these people and this is where i'm going down but that is literally not the human experience right. wow that's powerful. so i don't and that's why it yeah. really resonated with me but i always think about that that we're the sum of our varied experiences i mean that's completely accurate i mean yeah. in michigan instead of michigan proposition 18 just passed okay so that's the legalization of marijuana recreationally okay that's a huge topic that's going to be talked about because it's going to change our economy in our state Completely. It's going to change the landscape of education to a certain extent. Completely. Okay? Negative or positive, you know? And when I share this thing for information about it, you know, he's open to both perspectives. And that's what I love to hear on a good conversation is the fact that you're open to hear it. Even if you're one-sided, you'll still hear that person out. Right. And you really want to just gain insight because it just – it makes for a more stimulating conversation, honestly. Just think yeah. if more people just had that open-mindedness yeah. for a new year. Well, yeah, yeah every this, day. It It'd be a different be, world. And it every needs day. to be like that because to assume that this doesn't have any merit whatsoever or that it has no merit whatsoever is to assume wrong because this thing made it this far. There are Absolutely. people who believe in it. There are, it's just even on that point alone, there are people who use it medicinally. There, the Absolutely. placebo effect alone yes. is medically powerful, right? So we yeah. cannot dismiss it as being whatever it is. But people will only take their viewpoint. They will not honor the positives. And our job as a society is to decide, are there more positives than negatives? Mm. And do those affect society better, right? Because if we can come together and agree that, no, this probably didn't work, then we should get rid of it. But at the same time, we might learn more about the positives of, of anything. I'm not even talking about this prop, but but yeah. literally anything. Uh, anything. They're talking about... Uh, um, PFAS. Have you guys heard about this PFAS in the world now? It's all in our water. Uh, yeah. Basically, a long time ago, chemical engineers developed a way to like make like your socks not get wet or your shoes be waterproof, and it's something called PFAS. And that, but basically, now it's all in our water because they invented it, they used it before they knew what its effects would be, and that's where, like, as a society, we want that money, we want that dollar, but now it's in our water, and we can't get rid of it. It's in our mm-hmm. fish, it's in our beef, it's in our children, it's everywhere. And we have no ability to deal with it. Like, we have no way to, to take care of it on any economical scale. And people are like, I'm not going to pay for it. Well, who yeah. is? So anyway, that's just like one of those little things like big data would tell you. That you kind of look at the numbers. <laughs> Whereas I don't think the alchemist maybe has a theory on this. Look, I did not start my day off wanting to know about PFOS, right? You know what I'm saying? But now, now I want to know more about PFOS. Do you understand what I'm saying? So like, this is what I'm I talking about. I love it. How thought-provoking this stuff becomes. And now Mr. Smith is wondering how to get this train back on the track. Yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah. With feeding your mind. Oh, geez. Well, my when you were talking about that, you know, um, again, I'm going from my own personal experience because, you know, our past is our best mentor, as you always say. <laughs> Amen. Oh, God. And Amen. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about my daughters, you know, and we're talking about little children, how they're sponges. Mm. But we don't talk about how adults are sponges. Mm. We we let ourselves dry up and get hard. Yeah. Ooh, you oh, know. Wow, God, this metaphor. Um, 
Why you bring the arts guy? And guy. I, I think about how can I keep my sponge from drying out? Mm. You know, like let, let's not, let let's absorb everything around us, positive, negative. Take it all in, digest it, and how is that going to formulate how you're seeing things, how you're talking about things, how you feel about things? Mm. And, you know, talking about being able to see both sides of a conversation is so important. You know, and I talk about with kids all the time because they have, they're so young, but yet they think they know so much. And, oh, you're too old. You don't understand. It's like, no, 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 no. Trust me. I've forgotten more than you learned. And, you know, and we have these conversations when they have this conflict with another student or an adult or whatever. And I say, stop and just think one minute. Where are they coming from? Sit and really process, you know. What's in their life experience? What are they doing or are they experiencing that's contributing to this factor? You know, to have them react the way they're reacting. Mm-hmm. Does it have anything to do with what you're doing? Probably not. And you good, know, good teachers do that too. Yeah, I'm absolutely. sitting in a room full of them. Right. Good and, teachers always ask those questions. Wow. And you have to be able to absorb those things around you. And if you can be observant to everything that's happening around you, being present in the moment, and seeing how that's filling your quote unquote sponge. Mm, you know, and, and how can you ring that out and share it with everyone else? Mm, that's you know? huge. The things that are going to come from this conversation, I can see already where, you know, the listener, whoever you are out there, whatever country you listen to uh, this podcast in, there are so many things that you could just take and make your own. And this is more than just, oh, I'm going to eat better. Oh, I'm going to work out. Oh, I'm going to be nicer. There's just so many things here that we can make changes in our lives, I think. And that's, you know, for everybody, it's finding your own success puzzle pieces, like I always say, and plugging them into your puzzle. So, this is fantastic. Uh, number two, strengthening your body. Strengthens one's mind is crucial, but equally important is strengthening one's body. Go on a sprint, Robin says. Go lift some really heavy weights. Go on a really long walk. Every single day, for example, Robin begins his morning by plunging into a pool of 56-degree water. Holy cow. Oh. And if he's not home, he'll jump into a nearby river or walk through snow. Yep, nope. <laughs> Next time, <laughs> like, nope, nope, nope not so doing it. <laughs> I don't do that because it's funny, says laughing. I don't do that because I want to do it. I do it because I'm training my body that when I say go, we go. Priming your physical self can set the stage for the change you want to see mentally or emotionally. You're going to get depressed if you drop your shoulders, drop your head, speak slowly, and think about what you're afraid of, he says. But if you you go for a really intense run, music blaring, heart pumping, your body and mind will both be energized and clear, and you'll be able to better focus on what you want. That's just amazing because... I'm, you know, there's, there's stretches. I go to the gym, you know, three days a week, like I want to, I tell myself, and then there's been three weeks I don't go. And I finally go. And every time I come back out, that's usually when I'm doing a Facebook live because I feel great. You know, I'm tired. I don't do a lot. I'm not lifting huge weights or anything like that, but I do feel better. So there is some validity about taking care of your body. And Jeff, I know you work out religiously. Um, You, you get that. You, what what Tony's talking about, you get that emotional lift. Uh, as far as working out and you feel better about things, don't you? I mean, that's something that I'm constantly like working with my clients about because when you work out, you're releasing something in your body called an endorphin that basically makes you feel better, right? So there are drugs out there that exist that substitute that feeling. Mm. So what you want to do is you can actually get that natural feeling by just go ahead and doing some type of exercise. And it makes you feel like you've accomplished something at the beginning of your day, truly. So for me, getting up in the morning, it's not the easiest thing to do. Uh, something you and I talked about consistently is going back to uh, the podcast that we heard about with Mel Robbins was counting down from 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 and just making sure that you take that action to go ahead and go forward. That's how I get up. That's how I spring my day. I will never jump into 
50 degree water, <laughs> that will never exist, you man. I don't start off by saying not all of this is for everyone. Yeah, I, I don't do that. <laughs> I just not, don't do that. that. I mean, you know, and knowing the person who wrote this, Tony Robbins, I mean, he's changed his philosophy in regards to how he's really kind of approached public speaking, too. Mm-hmm. He used to be this guy that was not a person that uses profanity at all, and now he uses profanity, you know? Probably taking, like, from Gary Vee to a certain extent, more than anything. But make a long story short, for me, what works is getting up and starting my day off, knowing that if I do this, my day has started off in a good direction. Mm. And I do feel better. But, I mean, it, it's not the easiest thing to do because, honestly, I'd rather be sleeping. You know, honestly. <laughs> That's the truth. I mean, I know not everyone can sleep until noon, you know. What time did I wake up today, sir? <laughs> speaking what of, time did I go to bed? Oh, speaking of morning person. Is that legendary? Do you guys know about this? Did he tell you? I know you're not a morning person, oh so I hear. Oh, God, I'm so the like, hey, t- hey, let's get together. Hey, how about the morning? No, 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 don't. Uh, yeah, somebody's like, let's do a podcast before school one day. And I'm like, psych, that's never going to happen. I am I love you guys so much to tell you that that is in no world going to be a reality. At least he's honest. <laughs> there's, there's a, oh so you get up God. about, you know, four in the morning, then? Is that what I'm hearing? I go to bed about four in the morning. That's a oh beautiful time. It's so quiet. But, but... I don't know. I do believe. I don't even know what I believe anymore. What's the question? Strengthening your mind. I um. I will agree entirely. Like he's always like, I gotta get my. I I have to figure out how to get Jeff to do like night workouts because I do like going to the gym, but I haven't been disciplined about it. Um, it's on. You have to understand that that you need to have sound body and mind. Like your mind is not yes. going to work as well if your body is completely grossed out, right? Right, and your your body's not going to going to. Do what it is, you know that mind over matter is was real powerful. That like when I say it's time to go, it's time to go. Is it really struck me as a as a good way to go? Um, so I, I play hockey three mm-hmm. nights a week. So I definitely get lots of exercise. Like, go. but I do want to increase. Like I'm playing better and better and better. Um, I'm probably at the height of my career, truthfully, my adult career. Like I'm playing better than I ever have. Is there a minor league contract in your future? Uh, there is none. No, no, okay. not unless I drop a couple of tires. <laughs> so. <laughs> But but I'm playing really good and I'm and like that brings me a lot of pride because I love yeah. compete I love that competition I love competing and I play goalie so um, there's a lot of that like I've got that analyzing Jeff always tells me I'm very analytical right that's all goalie is because mm. your mm. teammates matter but you're kind of you're both with them and against them at the same time like you're doing your own thing in the effort to build your team a better base a better mm. foundation so okay. I, I love, love hockey. Um, what, what we also have to realize is sometimes these games are at eleven thirty on a work night. Holy! Like cow. we started, we just had one right before the break that it was eleven forty five was my start time. No thanks. And that right, right, right. So, but I would say like, oh, let's have a podcast at six right. a.m. No thanks. <laughs> so we all have a different outlook on that, right? Yeah. Um, but but that's but that's very true. Is is to 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 have that sound body and sound mind, and I need to keep the mind thing. I have figured out. Like I just got to keep going, listen to the podcast, talking to you guys. Yeah. Um, just going out there, right? That that I know how to do, but I got to keep that body part. And the older we get, amen. I always joke with the younger kids on my team. I'm like, there's an age. It's roughly about thirty where stuff hurts for no reason. Like you right. can't explain it. Just let it go. Figure it out. And so we have to we have to figure that out. So I do want to work out more. I do want to get more physically fit. Um, eat better. Do all that type of stuff that's normal. But I'm uh, not jumping in any rivers either. Plus, there's no way. It just sounds awful. It sounds painful <laughs> yeah, in and of itself. Matt, how about you? Well, I mean, being a performer, but, uh, you know, I always am telling my students, your body is your instrument. Mm. Your body is your mm. temple. You know, and you see that cliche, the body, teach your body is a temple. You know, um, you only perform as well as your instrument is taken care of. Mm. You know, um, and I always tell them, I say, not that band's a bad thing, but, I mean, your instrument, if you're in band, goes in a case. 
and you can treat it and you can you know all these kind of things mm. but you as a singer as a, as a as a performer on stage your body is your instrument and you only perform as well as you feel and as you as you're taking care of your body if you're not sleeping if you're pumping a whole bunch of caffeine or these energy drinks or whatever into your body and you're not giving your main substance of water and rest to your body you will never perform to the level you want mm. wow. you know and That's you good. have to take care of your instrument you have to take care of yourself and if you if you don't, you will not be to the level you want to be. So if, if you're not doing the work that you need to do to take care of your instrument, then you'll never be where you want to be. And you'll always say, oh, I wish I were. I wish I were. Mm. Then comes said action. Wow. You know, action, action, action. And um, when I started, when I started, uh, quote unquote, preaching that, you know, to my children, um, saying, I realized I'm not doing as I'm saying. Mm. You know, mm. um, and so I've really spent a lot more time of taking care of my body, um, just diet, all that kind of stuff, which is easy to let go by the wayside when you're teaching all kind of stuff. Oh, I'm just going to, you know, grab a pizza here. I'm going to, you right. know, oh, God, it's, it's like I'm just going to grab an egg and muffin, you know, on the way in. And it's like, no, got to stop yourself. I'm so hungry now. now. <laughs> but, you know, all of those things sound amazing. And it's, you know, it, they do sound amazing and they taste great, but they're terrible for you. And I yeah, try absolutely. not to give in. Oh, yeah. But um, really, I just got to take care, even better care of my own instrument to be better mm-hmm. as a performer, but also as a teacher for my kids. Wow. Um, I will never give up my caffeine. Yep. I cannot give that up. I, w- I will. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, oh, about I'm a pot, you. pot and a half a day, which is a lot. Wow. It's, it's a crazy addiction. Yeah. Um, and I will say it's an addiction, I'd, and, I'd, and I fully admit it. I got and, you, man. Um, but, um, you know, I drink enough water to at least counteract that where my body isn't like totally starved. But, like uh, a health teacher over here. This is fantastic. You know. it's a, and I love how you, the reflection part of you is, hey, I'm telling my students this. Why aren't I walking that walk? Yeah. You know? And I need to, I need to, that's awesome. Little things lead to big changes. Am I right? Is that, I mean, oh, like if you do enough little things, accurate, you get yeah. big changes. It doesn't have to be big, sweeping, jumping into a river things. That's right. But that's what, I just love it. Little things. It's definitely against jumping in the river. I can oh, pick that up. That's a, a, three, a three against. Number three, find a great role model. I'm sitting with three right here. If you want the best year of your life, you need to decide to find a great role model, Robin says. Who is already getting the results you want? That is the huge point right there. Robin recalls seeing his parents fight one Thanksgiving about not having enough money for food. He thought to himself that he never wanted to have that stress as an adult, and he vowed to find a role model to learn from as he pursued a different path. You don't want to just try to do it yourself, Robin says. You want to model someone who's already getting results. So Robin selected the late Sir John Templeton, once called arguably the greatest stock picker in the 20th century by Money Magazine, as his role model. I said, here's a man who started with nothing, just like me. Now he's the first billionaire investor. So again, those people that we hang out with, that we listen to, that let, we let influence us, there comes a time where, as we get older, and I think we're reaching that, where we decide, hey, that person's not good for me. Maybe I do have to hang out with them because of family or whatever like that, but you know, you put up that brick wall or that little filter that, man, you're not going to control me. You're not getting inside my head. And you start seeking people. And sitting around here, this is inspiring to the point where I'm looking at the clock and we only got this room for another half hour. But man, I wish it was more because we do need to do this more. I, I do enjoy, I always walk away, especially with you, Jeff, feeling better about myself. And I think it's a great measuring point of, you know, when you leave a room, what are those people saying? Yeah. Oh man, I wish, really was, I wish he was still here, or the yeah. ray of sunshine type thing. Right. Hey, does the sun come out when you walk into a room, or does it come out when you leave the room? You know, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that finding great role models. God, I know right. somebody of both. 
Yeah, and so you guys are definitely high on my list as, as great role models, teachers, not just in profession, but in, in, in life too. So I love that. I found some great role models. Jeff, how about you? Man, you guys are all my role models. I'll be honest with you. Like, I mean, I learn. Okay, I, I don't know if I call these people role models. I just, when i sitting in a relationship, like any, any type of relationship, friendship, intimate relationship, whatever, I'm trying to learn more about you. That's really what I'm trying to do. Mm. And the reason I'm trying to learn more about you is because I feel it's important for me to grow as a person by learning more about you and getting into your world, honestly. Because that makes me a strong counselor, in my opinion. It's like mm-hmm. this level of empathy that I can develop with these people. So I, I don't know if I have a specific – I mean I have to put it – if you pinpoint me down and say this is a person of role model, I'm learning from you know my dad, honestly. Like I mean mm-hmm. you learn from your parents. That's where it starts. That's where a lot of people learn from in the beginning because these are the two people that have raised you from conception all the way to adulthood to a certain extent. So for me, that would be probably my parents. But – you know, my, my dad has since passed and my mom is still the one that's alive. But basically, I just – I've lived my life basically how I think they, they would want me to live my life. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all I kind of do. But really, I don't have one specific role model. I, like, yeah. I, I look at people as, you know, I'm contributing to them and they're contributing to me. Yeah. And what they don't realize is the fact how much they actually contribute to myself. Because for, for one weird, odd thing, like you tell me something very unique about you. I don't forget it. I just don't really forget it. And I go back to that point and I specifically hone on that a lot and we dive into that because there's some reason why, in my honest opinion, that you told me that very unique thing about you, which I think is really just fascinating in my point and my perspective on things. So, yeah, that's that's what I kind of do. I love the fact you just said I learned from my dad. Yeah, I do. You still learn from him even though he's gone. Absolutely, I, I every single because I, how I look at my relationship with my nephew right now, mm-hmm. truthfully, is how I believe my dad wanted me to uh, have that relationship with him in general. Mm-hmm. Like, like I see my dad in my nephew, like I really do, and like I want to make sure I foster that and just show him how grateful. I mean, like, man, I gotta tell you this one story. Like, I, I, I don't want to like monopolize it, but this is, this is what really moved me. So my niece and my, my niece and my nephew, my niece is the sweetest girl that I, I she's so freaking sweet. It's just unbelievable. She's just this potness of sweetness. It's just so freaking cute. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so we go out to Dave and Buster's and, you know, we have an abundance of tickets because there's a mutual friend that Nick and I know that just gave me all his tickets, which I have no reason why anyone would give me this amount of tickets. I never had this. I can use that for currency. Let me put it like that. <laughs> it was unbelievable. So I get up there and my niece, like her eyes just like exploded when I showed her how many tickets we had. She's like, so you're telling me I can buy the whole store basically. You know, I'm like, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't believe we had this many tickets. But her mom and my brother both said to her, it's like when Uncle Jeff takes you out, make sure that you only buy what you need basically. You know what I'm saying? Right. So she saw this animal and she's like, it's her favorite animal. It's a sloth, which I don't even know why they have sloth stuffed animals at Dana Busters, okay? <laughs> But they do. And there are two of them. There's a blue one and there's a green one. She's like, I want the blue one. That's all I need. And I'm like, are you sure you don't want the green one also? Because I would want to give you the green one. She's like, Uncle Jeff, I don't need two of them. I'm like, you know what? You're getting the green one. I don't care. Because that's why my dad would buy her. You know what I'm trying to say? I know my dad. He would buy her that. But basically, it's whatever is installed from your parents have really seeps down. I can see it right now. But my job... I got the best job in the world. I'm the uncle. I can spoil her <laughs> as much as I want, and I'm going to. And, and like you know, I said, you know what? Just get both because that's how I feel right now. That's how it is. 
But that's, I mean, truly, role modeling, is it comes from the household first, and it trickles down, and I can see that. Mm. But I learned from my dad consistently because my dad would give to strangers before he would give to anyone else, mm. himself especially. Give to complete strangers. And that's really what it is when I learn when, when meet different people. It's like you're a stranger to me, and I want to know you specifically. And that's why I do my podcast more than anything. Like I leave knowing people better, and I'm like, man, I know you so much more than you will ever realize. And I, and I just – I just do. Like I never forget some of the stuff I that you tell me. Jeff's dad is my role model. That's <laughs> huge. You should. I wish we had a video because your face yeah. in describing your niece. Oh man, she's just the priceless. best. She's so sweet. She's like priceless. I mean, like I mean, putting myself in her shoes at eight years old right now, seven years old. I'm sorry. I would tell me. I'm like, give me the whole store. I don't care. Like I mean, just buy me all of this. But for her to have that self control, especially at that age, with an animal that she loves. It's unreal. It's it's just uncanny, honestly. It's huge. Thanks yeah. for thanks for opening up about that. That's awesome. Yeah, Nick, finding a role model. That was a great story, guy. What do you, what do you do now? Like, I get it. <laughs> now I get it. Um, you know, obviously, your family is your strongest role model. The people you want at the end of the day, you want to yeah. make as happy as possible. From your parents to your kids, same, right? You want to make sure that uh, when you do something, you're making them proud. Mm. And, you know, I always used to live mm. by it. Like, if I couldn't open up and tell my dad that I did something, I shouldn't have done it, right? Like, if mm. I use that so, as, like, yeah, like a weight. Yeah. Like, why would I go do something that they would not be proud of me for, right? right. And these yeah. are the people who are willing to be proud of you for anything. Mm-hmm. And so if you know that they wouldn't be, then you're really doing something. Or if I disappointed my mom, I don't know what I would do, right? So so I do use them as, as my role model. But just like Jeff said, you can't pinpoint, like, there's no... I really don't believe that you should have an exterior role model as far as your uh, your morality goes. Like, your morality is between you, your family, God. Um, that's where that comes from. That's yeah, where your so rocks good. are. That's where your pillars are. I, I, there are people that I admire, but, like, I think we live in a world where, like, you could be YouTube famous and people worship you, and I don't know anything mm-hmm. about that person. Like, I don't... It's you hear the kids talking about it. You see people on TV now who are getting pegged for this or that, but, like, I, I'm not willing to let anybody tell me how to how to live my life entirely because I don't know anything about it. Does that make sense? I don't yeah, know. Like, like, like there are things that I draw from all people, um, but but I know more about you people, and I would listen to you more than I would listen to some guy on TV like Dr. Oz. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he believes. Like, I don't know anything about him. So, I love that. So role models are a tough thing. Um, I just use my my varied experiences to kind of shape yeah. who I am, but, but my rock, my core, my family and friends, and friends are the family you choose, so... Yeah, it's a pretty huge. pretty big thing. There. Love that approach. Oh. Love that approach. Well, uh, I guess for me, I mean, again, my dad, huge role model. But um, I'm going to go a different angle with this, so it's not redundant. Um, in in my professional life, you know, uh, becoming a better educator, becoming a better musician, becoming a better choir teacher. Um, like when I go to these conferences and I see these choirs perform, mm. and I'm watching them and I'm saying. I can do that. That mm. should be me yeah. up there. Mm. You know, why, why am I not up there? Mm. Um, I reach out to those teachers. I email them and I say, you know, what, can I come observe you? Or can you send, do you have any videos of you teaching? Or what is your wow. typical day? Or what's your, you know, send me your syllabus. What's your class mm. expectations? What are you building to create such successful program? Wow. You know, and so I reach out to them and, and I get a lot of great feedback from them in terms of, oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way awesome. or, or whatnot, you know, or awesome. like just the way some things are worded. It's like, that's the same thing I'm doing, but in fewer words or in stronger yeah. words. Um, and taking all these tools and um, traits from these other teachers and trying to instill them in what I'm doing to help build a stronger program or to get us to that next level. 
Um, so I, I look at um, I look at them as role models professionally in terms of success with um, ensembles or creating um, uh, an atmosphere like uh, a positivity like that. That's huge. I love that idea. That's a, I never thought of reaching out whether it's an educator, or a, bas- a basketball coach, and asking how'd you get started. Hey, I love how you did this. How'd you? Where'd you find that? And right. Very experiences. Yeah, really and a lot like, of them, like you said, they get back to you because they love the fact what someone's interested in what I've done and. This is great. I'll, I'll talk about myself because you know, they don't ever get any people asking questions like that. Right? You know what Matt brought up? But I got to point this out because this is what I love about this. This is why I love having this guy on this podcast. I mean, like, he, does that, <laughs> he did it last time. He made me really think about that. So in general, what he said was that in his particular field, especially at the high school that he's at, he's one person within that whole department. You see what I'm trying to say? So when you are looking for feedback, it's hard because you're only that one person right. in that own department. When you see someone else being successful – you got to emulate that, you know, and he's humble enough to ask that for the help, you know what I'm saying? And that other person, truthfully, they want to give you that help, you know what I'm saying? And rarely do they get to ask that because they feel like they're on an island, you see what I'm trying to say? It happens a lot. Exactly. And, but that's what makes better educators better educators. Mm-hmm. They're willing to take that feedback and learn from either negative or positive and share that. I think collaboration is huge. Wow. You know, Nick, you talked about um, wanting to make people proud. Yeah, and and I have this strong, this strong feeling, this strong mindset over the last few years. Jeff, we've talked about it. People that have passed in my life, whether it's my grandparents, uh, good friends, you know, I still think of them watching over me or being. They know what's going on. I believe that, and there's certain you know things and decisions I make. I know that I I want to change and get better because I I don't want to disappoint them, even though they're not even here anymore. Right. You know, and I believe that someday when I do see them, I want them to say, hey, you know, because they're going to know, you know, job well done or whatever, that 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 still guides me. That still is a powerful factor of of not letting people down. It's the all powerful word, legacy. Yeah. It's what what, what drives all of us in some way, shape or form, whether you're the humblest or not. You want, I mean, Mother Teresa wanted a legacy of compassion and spreading goodwill, right? It's not a negative thing. We all want a legacy, whether it's in our tiny programs or tiny lives or on the grander scale. I want people to look at me and say, you know, Denault was a good teacher. He did it right. And we should be more like him in this way or not. Like, and I want that. And I don't know if I do or not. And I'm, you know, I'm in it. So I have no ability to judge that. But, but I do want, I work hard every day to have a very, very positive legacy. Yep. That's awesome. You need to keep doing that because you, you are doing it. I hear it Man, this kids. guy is so smart. Like, I've mean, got to plug this. So tell these people, really, on the air, how do you fall asleep at night by listening to what? Like podcasts? Uh, yeah, well, there, I, I, there's a variety of things. I, 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 I don't know. I have this ADHD problem, so my brain is going. <laughs> I'm telling right. you. It's so amazing. Like, my brain is so wired. And, I, and I'm, I'm a night person, so I'm my circadian rhythm is up at night, so I got to do something to kind of like. So anyway, I listen to uh, podcasts, but one of my big things, books on tape is another one, but um, one of my big things is, this is going to be real nerdy, but I love like audio commentaries for movies. I'll actually like rip them and, and listen to them so I can learn about how the director made this choice or why the costume designer made this choice or like, and I'm learning about, like there's the movie and I, so, so this is the weirdest thing about me that I don't, I don't really talk about much, but my brain is split right in half. And I had the 12 years of theater, right? And I love the creativity and I love the randomness and I love performing and I love creating and all that stuff. But I also like, yeah, how'd you do it? Like, mm-hmm. I want to know. I loved building sets and designing lights and using all these awesome yeah. tools to like yeah. and, and analyzing yeah. it and th- thinking what's going to be better for the audience, right? I had a big thing every year when I did my shows where 
I wanted to do something new and different where it would engage the audience on a different level than they've seen before. Like when I did Clue, we uh, we actually had live voting. It would the, the play would change every night, so the clues were picked right, on stage. And, then, yep. and so they would literally the all the whole cast had to learn new lines for depending on who did it with what weapon in what room. But I said, let's go one step further and do live streaming. So we hooked up a monitor and a private Wi-Fi, and people could play on their tablets like along with the game and guess who did it. So they could see at the end of the game if they were right, and they would win a prize. And it was all like, so you're just like, I love, and that is literally like, I tell that story because my brain is literally like, I want to do this creative thing and use colors. We had an awesome color scheme and a set scheme. I had this beautiful vision for the show. And then I was analyzing, go, but what would make it cooler? Well, let's use some big data, right? So you're like, you're trying <laughs> to bring data, come back. And the data, the data tells all. So anyway, yeah, that's. that's I got to hang out with big D. Like well, yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm going kind of the other way on this thing. <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? I love this. I love it too. Oh, I mean, see, going back to this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Falling off the rails. I did not give myself I'm sorry, this I'm sorry, oh. <laughs> In case Oh, man, that was hilarious. All right. Woo, all right, bring me back. All right, but we talk about role modeling, okay? Yeah. That right there, I want to emulate that. Yeah. I would love that. The constant it's... feeding a notch. But, I mean, I, could, I, try, I seal it out. I really do. Like, I mean, I told Matt that. Like, I can't keep going like that there's no way i can get into a building at 6 30 in the morning and go all the way to 10 o'clock at night and be like all right let's do this again the next right. day that's too hard right that's hard and for him to have that constant mind stimulation you know what i'm trying to say it's like i can't do it but i would love to emulate that i would love yeah. to emulate that work ethic you know it, it's hard but like, i mean that's that's for me that's what i'm saying it's hard for me to identify a specific role model but like yeah. what he's doing that's like I would love to try that one day. I would love to try that work ethic one day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I want to try it, but it's like, it's hard. You know what I'm trying to say? But like, I mean, that right there, that impresses me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say? And I don't forget that. But like, literally, he told me that story. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I could never sleep like that. But Every then like, night, man. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but but really your mind, you're getting this constant knowledge and feedback. I and mean, that's how you're so knowledgeable. I mean, he really is a smart guy. Yeah, I mean, he really uh, is. Yeah. The thing with the subconscious, you know, what yeah. you yeah, kind of yeah, fall exactly. asleep with. Exactly, exactly. The mind will work on that while you're oh, sleeping. Yeah. yeah. And it's doing the work, and you'll start seeing things we differently. Some crazy epic dreams, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, it's really good. It's kind yeah. of awesome. That's awesome. Wait, just kind of a little, a little sidebar of that, because, you know, talking about the subconscious and everything. Yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We'll have rehearsals in class that are just not good. Right. You know, it's like... Well, well, we'll keep working on it. And I, mm-hmm. and I tell my kids this all the time. Uh, I say, just let it percolate. You know, and they don't understand what a percolator is. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I'm trying yeah. to explain it. like, what? Anyway, <laughs> I said, just let it percolate. Trust it. Yep. Trust the process. Trust, trust the process. Sure. The next day we'll come back and we'll do it. And it's better than it ever was when yes. we were rehearsing it. And they were like, yeah, how is it's that? True. And I said, your brain, you took in so much information. Yeah. Your brain has to have time to dissect it yeah. and file it away and, and get it all in order. That's, it took 24 hours, but it's better. So as long as you are sitting here and you're actively part of the rehearsal, even if it's not going well, you're absorbing it. Your brain is getting That's it. So and you know what I mean? And it's so it's good. getting better. And the, the proof is in the pudding. And I yeah. tell the kids that, let it percolate. Just let your so brains true. percolate. So true. You know, it's that muscle memory, memory honestly, yeah. dude. I mean, it really yeah. is. Like, you're learning when you're not learning. And right. it's that muscle memory will always go back to that. It's like... All right, I remember that didn't work before, and boom, it's just so much more better. Yeah, but I like the point that you made that stay connected. Yeah, stay involved. Even though you're not doing anything right now, you're just kind of sitting, watching, listening, whatever. Right, stay involved and stay connected because things are still happening. So true. All right, we're running out of time here, so let me get these next two in real quick. Um, Taking massive action. Okay, 
Robin says, you must remember to be flexible and alter your course if necessary. To really demonstrate the importance of this point, Robin often, often shares the same metaphor. Let's say your goal was to see a sunset and you began by running east. You know, I don't care how positive you are, he says. I don't care how enthusiastic you are. It's not going to happen if you have the wrong strategy. Okay, so taking massive action. And we talked about it in Jeff's podcast, and I think, uh, Matt, you brought it up again in the the solo one you did with him before that, uh, about action cures fears, right? Action cures fears. All of us want to do some things that are going to involve action. I see massive action from you guys every day, you know, especially now knowing he's playing hockey at 11.45 at night. You know, he's not letting that. That's uh, that's my game time. That's the rank time I got. I'm going to be there. So I, I love this point about taking massive action. You guys, I think, do well at it. So what are your thoughts on, on how well you do it, or what does it mean to you? Action is everything. It, it just shows that you're willing to step into that level of fear that we talked about before and, like, try to conquer that. But you got to be willing to put action to it. I mean, I could talk all day. It's a good game, but, like, you got to put action to it. Yeah. You know how fearful I was rolling out a podcast in general? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, like, petrified, you know, try to say honestly, because I'm like, this story is really going to get out there. Like, you know, my, my story, everything I really want to talk about is going to get there, but... It's made me so much better as a but, person. But more importantly for you, I mean, you've had a couple of big career moves. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, and, and that's all—it's all that analytical with action, though, man. Right. You, you you try to figure out how to make it work, right? Because I feel like, you know, when someone puts something in your heart, and you know, I'm a huge faith believer, so my, my faith is really important to me. So when someone puts something in your heart, you got to follow through with that, you know. Right. And I learned a lot with understanding that not everyone's going to be agreeing with you about what you decide to do. And it takes a lot of, you know, courage to go step out in that, you know, and conquer that fear. But basically, it's the courage that will give you the, the initiative to take that action. It's it's so important. It's vital, you know. Oh, love that. Nick, what are your thoughts? Uh, Jeff told me one of the most powerful things that I'll never forget. He said that uh, depression is rooted in your past or worrying about your past and anxiety mm-hmm. is rooted about worrying about your future. Mm-hmm. There's only one way to conquer anxiety, really, and it's uh, it's to take action. You, if, mm-hmm. you can, if you can get ahead of it, make a plan, make a schedule, you can't be worried about what's to come if you're already actively working the problem out. doesn't mean it's going to happen right away. doesn't mean it's going to happen fast. And you know what? doesn't mean it's going to happen. But by taking action, um, you're, you're helping yourself out. The odds are in your favor. Wow, love the way you put that. Yeah. Hey, so you've yeah. done it. Um, you, yeah, I, massive action. I've, I've made big career changes. Yes. I'm at Lakeshore because of massive action. So, oh, that's good. Um, we've all had to do something in our lives that's transformed us for the better. Wow. Hopefully, right. Okay. And so we have to embrace that and make sure that uh, we're not too afraid of it. And that uh, a lot of the thing is you got to find good people to go with. Yeah. You. If you don't have good people to go with you, there's no way you're taking that action. And maybe you shouldn't. You got to find that support group. Whether it's your friends, family, faith, whatever it is, you've got to have some support yeah. there in order to take a massive action. That sound you just heard was Nick hitting it out of the park, you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Next uh, batter up, yeah, uh, Matt I'm just going to balk on this one. <laughs> but, uh, nice. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I really don't have a, a lot more to contribute to that because, I mean, these, yeah. these two guys just nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll just say I volunteer as tribute since. You know, I, I really can't add anything else to the depth yeah. of that. Well, I, is, I see you, Matt, as a man of massive action because of you know how you throw yourself into every day of what you have to do to get your kids to raise the bar for themselves, and all these great plans that you have, like we talked about. So <laughs> I think we're massive. Action. I think we're in a room of massive action. Yeah, really, I do. I, I think that. we're all of us here kind of get it. 
That's fantastic. Final point is to get outside yourself. I'm just going to jump down to this last little thought from Tony Robbins. Life is not about me. Life's about we, Robbins says. So it's not just growing. It's growing and contributing beyond yourself that makes your life meaningful. We hit on it, you guys, about relationships and how blessed we are. And I'll say this for myself. All the people in my life that have um, invested in me, and that's Mm -hmm. another factor that I'm trying to do as much as I can and grow and get better because of all these people you know, and throughout my life, from as far back as I can remember, that have done something positive for me, you know, and I do not want to let them down. And it's it's me giving back as far as why I'm trying to turn up the heat on, you know, things that I want to get uh, get done. But I love that. Life's about we. Yeah. What, are your oh, yeah. what are your thoughts? Man, you started with me every single time. All right. So uh, <laughs> I should have gone the other way. We could yeah. go the other way. I'm messing around. Let me, uh, I'll a Harvard Happiness Study. Yes, I know that. Yeah, the Harvard Happiness Study, right? This guy about, wrote about that, relationships. How did you? I did not write anything near Harvard, dude. Come on, get out of here, dude. No, but when Nick is, why don't you take that? Go ahead. I know you didn't want to go first. I was trying to segue you out. Go ahead. No, you segment in. He said it's about we. It's about and 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 we we've, we've talked about how the Harvard Happiness Study, the longest uh, analytical survey ever, by the way. The uh, <laughs> the Harvard Happiness just like study, this podcast. I need to have a data podcast or something, right? You are um, going to have a data podcast. Um, but but the Harvard Happiness is 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 about the we. It's the longest survey of of, of success over time through people affiliated around Harvard, and they just basically the shortest version of this is that it's the longest survey ever. It's seventy years and still running. They wow. people from children through their um, young men at the oh, time, which was right. normal. Um, and through their adult life, and they they just wanted to see what made because some people went from poor to rich, and some people went from rich to poor. Some people, you know, committed suicide. Some people got married and had many kids. So everybody, you have the yeah. whole gamut, hundreds of people, but there was only one link in all of it, and that all of them measured happiness through we, through mm-hmm. the relationships. And you mentioned it like it's the relationships you built, and it's the relationships you carry through life. Sometimes they change, sometimes they stay the same. But the relationships are what make people happy. It's nothing to do about money. It has nothing to do about vacation time or career. Um, what kind of relationships? So it's about the we. The we is is. Is it? It, it? That's 100% dead on. And the fact is, I'm going to add on to what he's saying, is the fact that it's not just a relationship. It's solid relationships. Mm. Okay? So good relationships. And the reason why good relationships are very important, and they even mentioned that, is that if I'm in a marriage where I'm not happy, True, okay, yeah. life is still being drained for me. Okay? It's not – I'm not happy because I'm in a marriage. And you hear this a lot. And actually, Dave and Ann were on my podcast and we talked about this. Dave mentioned in his podcast, he said, I stayed in a marriage, which I thought was for the kids right. to make them you know, better. You know what I'm saying? Because they, you know, they needed a mom and dad. The fact is, he wasn't happy. And the children saw that. And when the children see it, it's, it's like you're not necessarily doing it for anybody because it's out in the open now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? And he's like, once I left knowing that I was not going to be happy in this marriage and I was going to do something to pursue happiness, I felt a lot better. And now, now he's found Anne, basically, you know, and their their life is a lot more happier, you know. So, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, it, it really is about relationships and solid relationships that you have. So when you have good relationships, life is completely awesome. It really just is. That's the best way to kind of put it. And that's what I'm trying to strive for every single day, really. It's to have better relationships with certain people. And, you know, once again, if I don't know you well and, you know, and I don't know you. I, my, it's my job. I feel like to make sure that I get to know you better, honestly. And I mean, Nick and I have this conversation quite frequently about different people. And it's like I feel like I know so much more better about certain people because of the fact that you know that person that much more better. 
You know, so I feel like I need to get to know that person better. So, I mean, that happens quite frequently all the time. Man, huge. Yeah. Mr. Smith, how do you wrap this up? Gosh. You know, it's, uh, I'm not... I, I don't know how to really wrap it up. I don't know. I just... Because uh, the we is so important. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I tell my groups again, you're only going to be as strong as the weakest person that's part of your ensemble or part of your group. Mm-hmm. And if you're... If the weakest person that you think is in your group, whoever you think the weakest person is, what are you going to do to bring them up to your bar, up to your level? How are you going to make them better? But just know that while you're looking at someone else as the weakest part of your group, someone's looking at you the same way. Mm. So pay attention to those around you because while someone's trying to help you, don't refuse the help. Don't refuse that to raise your bar right. to help other people raise the bar for you. You, you know what I mean? It's, oh, again, it's just feeding off of each other and, and making that we experience a true symbiotic feeling, you know, reciprocated back and forth. That is awesome. Speaking of awesome, you guys are for hanging in there on this long podcast. We've had a, a couple sessions now for yeah. the three hours we've been here, at least some of us. Uh, but I, I'm walking out of here feeling better than I walked in here. I know that for sure. Amen. Uh, I'm walking out of here knowing I want to do this again. It's awesome uh, to yeah. share this stuff because you guys, you guys are awesome. I really appreciate your taking your time and, and sharing stuff with the, with uh, the group and everybody that's listening to. Thank it. you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, happy new year to you guys too. Happy, happy new, new year. year right? Yes. All right, you guys. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this. There's so many nuggets. You can definitely rewind and go back to listen to some of this stuff, but there's knowledge bombs and life changing bombs dropped all over the place on this one. So find uh, me over on Facebook. We'd love to chat about this. We're, we've talked about some, having some Facebook lives and some, uh, some coordinated events where we can have some conversations going. I think we need to do that. But Coach to Expect Success over on Facebook is the page that you can find me at, and I will post this on here as well. Over on Twitter, Coach to Success, and on Instagram at Coach John Daly, and, of course, at CoachToExpectSuccess.com. That book list is going to expand as I just finished Brian Tracy's No Excuses. Uh, great book. So many things in there, too. But, again, thanks for hanging in there. I appreciate the love. Wherever you're listening to this, it really makes a difference. Uh, getting some feedback from some people. Please, I, I just value uh, your time and, and your friendship, so to speak, online. Uh, really, really appreciate it. So thanks again. And we'll talk again soon, you guys. Keep taking care of yourselves and each other. See ya. 